Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. CR Community Radio on 8.55 a.m. on this beautiful Sunday morning. Today we are talking about Plastic Free July um, with Dan, who's on the phone, and also Gus, who is in the studio with us, and they'll be sharing their first-time experiences with this challenge. So stick with us, and we'll see you after the messages. CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. Hi everyone and welcome back on Out of the Blue. Today we're talking with Gus and Dan, who's on the phone. Hi Dan. Hi Sam. Hi. Good to have you guys in the studio and on the phone today. Um, so both of you have been doing Plastic Free July for the first time. We are nearly at the end of the challenge. and um, It sounds like we've lost Dan. Um, we'll just go to a quick track and be right back. All right. Are you a keen reader with an unpublished manuscript? Do you want to be a writer or are you interested in how others have written their books? Listen to Jan Goldsmith speaking with authors 
and those in the writing business on Published or Not, 11.30 till noon on Thursdays and of course on 3CR. Hi everyone and welcome back to Out of the Blue. After some technical difficulties, we'll try it again. Hi Dan, are you on the phone? Yes, I am. Ah, fantastic. Great to have you with us today. Um, So just for the listeners here, uh, Plastic Free July, as we um, all know now, is a challenge where um, you try and phase out and just not use any single-use plastics for the whole month of July. So that sounds like a definite challenge for most people. Um, so, Dan, what, what made you want to get on board with this? Well, um, I guess I've had growing awareness over, I guess, the last few years, but especially recently there's been a lot of information out there about the just horrific prevalence of plastic waste in the environment and also its impact on health, but especially on wildlife. And you see those very dramatic pictures of the whale with its tummy cut open and it's got a ton of plastic in it or things like that, or the beach on, uh, I think it was recently, one of the Pitcairn Islands, an uninhabited island with what should be a pristine beach. And it was absolutely littered in plastic. And reading about how um, there's literally no spot on Earth from the Marianas Trench to the highest mountain where you won't find plastic. And uh, it's just, you know, become increasingly clear what a global problem it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're literally drowning in it, basically. Um, what about you, Gus? What were your what were your uh, motivations? Um, pretty much with Dan, and um, I've been going snorkeling in the bay um, for a couple of years now, and yeah, it's very sad to see all the plastic you can see on the beach and in the water. So it was a good opportunity. Like after having all the information about it, it was a good opportunity to pledge and and give it a go. Mm, yeah, indeed. And um, Dan, I'm really curious. So how did your first week go trying this for the first time? Well, I, I was well prepared, largely because a Facebook friend of mine alerted me to a product called Biogon, or company rather, which makes um, waste bags and poo bags that are actually degradable in landfills. Yep. So I was able to stop using the plastic shopping bags for my cap litter, and I was able to stop using the plastic bin liners for my rubbish. Yeah, so great. So that good. was like that was that was the biggest hurdle. And then the other thing is, um, just I don't know. Coincidentally, in June, all over Melbourne, there started to be appearing this new kind of uh, 
coffee travel mug called uh, Smartest Travel Mug in the World. I think it's called White Scott Green. I'm not to be making a promotion for it. But I was, able <laughs> okay. to pick up, I was able to pick up one of those, and it meant I was able to stop using the disposable coffee, coffee cups that, you know, are a plague on, on Melbourne with our exciting coffee culture. Yeah, absolutely, and I think I think that program, um, that three three part program, the War on Waste, also made a lot of difference. Um, I don't know if they planned it out to air it right before Plastic Free July, but I think that was a a really big motivator for people to to change their coffee cup behavior mostly. So that was yeah, that's been really good. Um, so I'm curious, Dan. Um, so you know, you were pretty well prepared, but did you were there any challenges that you faced? Things that you found unexpectedly hard? No, I have to say not, because um, I mean I already limited my um, use of plastics. Like I, I've never used like those little. Uh, produce bags that they have at all the markets, you know, where you put your your three potatoes in a little plastic bag, um, which always has struck me as just, you know, absurdly wasteful and unnecessary. And um, I don't have packaged or processed food typically, so there wasn't a lot of change in that regard in terms of, you know, that I had to change my diet habits, because I think for a lot of people, they're consuming things that come wrapped in plastics routinely. And, yeah. and that would be a challenge. But, you know, I also try and have a diet focused on whole foods and, you know, fresh produce and that sort of thing. Yeah, not I think it makes that plastic. makes a lot of difference, doesn't it? When you because most processed foods come in plastic packaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've the, noticed the, the, one, the one moment of uncertainty was when I went with my friend so I usually just walk to the market and get one or two bags of groceries at a time. But occasionally I go with my friend in her car for a big shop. And I took all my um, carry bags, which number five, and w- wasn't sure if I would have enough for everything that I was going to buy. But I did, just enough. So that, that was the one thing I wasn't sure about. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Gus? Any unexpected challenges that you faced? Well, I, I wasn't... Anything else prepared us done, uh, for what I can see. Um, challenges, yeah, it, it, it was challenging making sure that I was going to shops with all the bags and, and everything that I needed to be able to avoid every single use plastic. Um, but, for example, buying toilet paper. I have been buying the recycled toilet paper because I thought it was the right thing. And I went to shops and I found that all the recycled toilet paper that I could find was wrapped in plastic. So it was a big dilemma in my head. Oh, what do I do now? Um, I had also trouble uh, buying thickened cream. It only comes in plastic uh, containers. Yeah, I found Um, that a really big challenge. I have personally, I I mean, I've been doing this for a few years now, but I have not found uh, dairy products that come plastic-free yet. So, you know, because even the milk cartons have the the wax lining on the inside, um, which is made of plastic, and they don't really do milk in glass bottles anymore. Like, I haven't been able to find any. No, too hard. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's thick and cream and, and yogurt as well. That's They're, they're both <laughs> very challenging, so yeah, and cheese. Yeah. Oh, yeah. can't live there. Oh, yeah, cheese, cheese, cheese was my challenge also. That was <laughs> yeah. a challenge I did not meet 
Yeah, and it is also cheese is a really hard thing to cut out of your diet as well, mm. isn't it, Dan? Especially when you're sort of addicted to it. <laughs> it is because you know I, I thought about actually um, totally unrelated reasons. Well, related, but not. But I thought about becoming vegan recently, mm-hmm. and um, I just couldn't couldn't kick the cheese. <laughs> everything else is everything else is fine, but. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I did. Cross that hurdle. It's not totally your fault, Dan, because I did read somewhere that cheese actually has components in it that um, work on our brain like an addiction. So, you know, it's not just your fault. It's not my fault. Well, it's I, not your I, fault I, either, Gus. I, I, hey, I got off sugar. I got off <laughs> potato chips. So, I mean, you would think I could get off cheese. Yeah. So far, so far. I think the fact that it's also. Yeah, somewhat nutritionally satisfying. <laughs> yes, definitely. Well. Um, so, any any other challenges, Gus, apart from the dairy and the toilet paper? I think, yeah, I realized that I cannot be impulsive. If I, I don't know, let's say at lunchtime I was going for a walk and I wanted a chocolate. It was really hard to find a chocolate that it wasn't wrapped ah. in plastic. Yeah. Also, if I was given a chocolate, let's say at work by a colleague or something, um, I would have it open already and then think like ah oh, it's wrapped in plastic <laughs> um, so yeah being impulsive was difficult yeah so it takes it really takes a bit of planning doesn't yeah. it yeah yeah and it's not just going to shops and buying it because you're making a conscious decision of buying something but when you get given something like it came to you you didn't go for it yeah so, and it still counts it still counts exactly yeah. <laughs> yes totally yeah um so, so um, yeah can i make another comment sure one thing that impressed me was how readily people get the idea, even if people weren't necessarily doing it themselves. They understood why I would be doing this, why one would do it, the importance of reducing plastics. And it was also, you know, there were a lot of people who got on board in terms of promoting it. Like my friend, who's president of a wildlife rescue organization, took it to her committee and they endorsed it and promoted it to their membership. And, uh, I think it just makes sense to a lot of people for a diversity of reasons. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I think the uh, the increased exposure in the media of these issues of plastic pollution in our oceans has really started opening um, people's eyes. There are not that many people who are totally oblivious to this anymore, I think. Yes, that's right. And, you know, I think any issue that so directly and profoundly affects wildlife is very accessible to people because people really love animals. Yes. Not, you know, not just their cats and dogs, but, you know, they travel great distances to get out into nature where you can see, you know, what, you know, the echidnas or, you know, the roos even, you know, running around. Um, and, uh, you know, so when, when animals are threatened, that really affects people on the emotional level and then that engages their intelligence yeah yeah and dan what are your experiences because you said you found it very easy to get things plastic free mm-hmm. um and that people are mainly open to it so so did you have a conversation with traders or how did you get your uh your your, your plastic free produce from the market well I'm, i've actually even beforehand um there's a a grocer where i shop here in elwood and um they had had tomatoes on display in these plastic tubes of the sort you normally get tennis balls in. Tomatoes in <laughs> tennis ball tubes? And, you know, and they're right next to the four different kinds of 
tomatoes in the bin, right? Yeah. And so I went and I found the produce manager, and I said, you know, how can you do this? And I told him about Plastic Free July, and I told him that actually if the store embraced that, it would be a great marketing or promotional activity for them to engage with the community. And um, they, you know, it was too late for them to participate this year. But he took he took that on at least. You know, it remains to be seen what will happen. But uh, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, see things like that and you know shake their heads and just walk by. And I don't know if it's because I've been an activist for so long or if it's because I'm a New Yorker. But you know, I tend to, I have a tendency to to speak up. Yeah. And yeah. And some, that, sometimes you get results. Yeah, that's important to be, you know, being an advocate for that sort of stuff as well. And, and I've, I have the same experience as you, Dan, that people are really, and traders are really willing to listen um, because it's what makes their customers happy as well. You know, if you ask for it, then, you know, you can get it. So what's your experience with that, Gus? Have you gone out of your way to, to speak with traders or to, to, no, to get your actually, stuff plastic-free? No, free? but I got a couple of friends on board and my partner as well got on board. So it was more like people I know. That, ah yes yeah, leading yeah. by example yeah, and exactly. then people jumping on board yeah. yeah that's great yeah so you know you start by yourself and all of a sudden five yeah, people are doing plastic exactly. free july that's you know which five, makes it five a lot times easier a little plastic it makes it a, a lot easier for you as well if you have that support yeah yeah absolutely um anything gus that you found that was easier than you expected on trying to do plastic free things yeah i think there are lots of alternatives out there like if you don't dig them out, you you wouldn't see them. Um, but the fact that it was in my head that I, I was thinking, I cannot buy this um, object. like And then just looking around, I would find something that would be an alternative to it. So it wasn't as hard uh, in that sense. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's it, yeah. Were there any, um, and this is a, a question for you as well, Dan, were there any unexpected learnings that you, you took from this? Any unexpected situations or, um, yeah, unexpected things, unexpected conversations with people that you didn't think would happen? I think for me, and um, I, I was reflecting on this d- during the month, I had already all the information about why not to use single-use pl- plastic, and I hadn't really taken an action and um, it was, yeah, not only un- until I pledged on the website that I was going to do it that I actually felt committed to do it. So I just needed that little spark to to get me going. Yeah, so and so that helped for you to d- stick to it, like the pledging? Definitely, yeah. I, I, I think I felt committed to someone, at least. Yeah. And um, and it made me do it, yeah. And and it's not going to stop, when, like, tomorrow when, when the month finishes. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, are there, are there any specific things that you want to continue? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, like try to reduce it as much as I can. But um, I think going to shops with the, my bags and uh, th- like that's not going to change now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a good thing about Plastic Free July because it takes about twenty-one days to uh, learn a new behavior and make a new behavior your own behavior. So if you're practicing this for a whole month, then, you know, often people will find out at the end of the month and say like, okay, well, I've learned this new behavior now. I have actually learned to, you know, always bring my my reusable coffee cup with me, make sure, you know, I don't leave the house without it. Um, And that is something that, of course, stretches, you know, into the rest of the year after July as well. So 
it's not just about doing it for one month, really, but it's really retraining ourselves to uh, not just think about where all this plastic comes from and, and how much we're using, but also teaching ourselves the new behaviors that we need to do to to take this into into the future, basically. Definitely, and yes. yeah, I've, I found it. Um, I mean, I've been doing it for three years now. And um, after the first time I did this challenge, it was a big difference. You know, all of a sudden I was like, oh, my God, plastic is in everything. And it really opened my eyes and it was quite hard. But I was able to cut down at least 80% of my plastic use that first time. But then at the end of the month, I sort of adopted so many behaviors that I was taking forward into the next year that the second time that I did Plastic Free July the difference that I was making in my life was actually not that big. Like I actually found that I didn't have to go out of my way that much anymore because I'd already taken so many of those behaviors on board during the first Plastic Free July. So I found that it, it really does get easier. Um, what about you, Dan? Are there any things that um, stand out for you or that you're going to well, take with you into the future? One, one lesson is, well, you know, normally I try not to obsess about things. But doing something like Plastic Free July, it requires being obsessive by definition. <laughs> yeah. And I discovered that um, the unexpected happens. So there were, in fact, two occasions when um, I uh, left the house without my travel mug. And on one, the first one, in a moment of desperation, I had um, a... Uh, Take out a takeaway cup from the cafe, and I said to my friend, because this is after I was going to be on this program, I said to my friend, "Okay, you have to promise not to tell Fab." <laughs> <laughs> and then the other time, it was actually with the same friend, and I thought we were going to get takeaway again, and I was like, "Oh no, I don't have my travel mug," and we wound up eating in the cafe. Um, and uh, anyway, so. We, you know, that's one thing about it. But I think, really, the takeaway is, and I think this is true of many things when we're talking about lifestyle changes, to develop projects like this where people can try something. And, you know, plastic-free, the way it was defined, it was like, choose your goal, choose the amount of days, and see how you go. Yeah. So it didn't necessarily mean no plastic for the whole month, but let's people define something and try it and see, as the three of us have done, that yes, you can live certainly with greatly reduced use of plastic and perhaps with no plastic at all. Yeah, that's right. It, you can make the challenge as hard as you want, especially when you're trying it for the first time. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. Um, so, Dan, um, how did your like your family and friends react when you when you told, told them about this challenge, were they, were they supportive or what's, what were the reactions? Oh yeah. Everyone's supportive. Um, you know, anyone who wouldn't be supportive, I've long since purged from my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's one way to do it. <laughs> yes. It's, you know, it's the way Stalin would have gone. So why not? But, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, no, uh, yeah, the people, the people, most of the people I know and associate with are, somewhere on the spectrum of trying to live an ecologically conscious life. And it's a big spectrum, but people get the idea and get that one would make the effort 
except for my son, who's 16 and very cynical, and he sort of turns up his nose at everything. But that's, <laughs> that's just sort of, that's, that's adolescence. It's not really a, a point of conviction. So. No, that's right. And, you know, that's that's the thing with teenagers. You just got to, you know, stand tall and keep doing what you're doing and give the right example. And, you know, once they get out of the teenage phase, um, I can only speak for myself here, but I remember when I was a teenager and I saw my mother do things like gardening or, you know, going for a walk in the forest. I thought, oh, my God, these things are the most boring things in the world. And, you know, now I'm 35 and I have a beautiful veggie patch and I love going hiking. So, you know, eventually it will come right, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, it will. Fine, you're sounding an awful lot like your dating profile. <laughs> 35, that's your patch. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, yes. And I also do live in Coburg, so, you know, I have a lot of veggie patches that uh, inspire me there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, Gus, what about you? Um, how was the support from your friends and family? Yeah, everyone's support, supportive. Um, it was nice um, when I was telling someone that wasn't aware that Plastic Free July was uh, happening, how all the questions started, and they would ask me why I was doing it, and then, but can you really do it? How how do you not uh, use single-use plastic? And then they would go away, and then they would come back, and what about with this? And what about that? And, <laughs> like, lots of things that I didn't know. But, um, yeah, I always pointed them to the website or to the internet to, to go and find alternatives. Yeah, so everyone was very supportive and, and interested. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Because you sort of become a little bit of a, an ambassador, I guess, all of a sudden, just because people have so many questions. It, yeah. it, it stimulates you to, you know, to really know what you're doing and it, it sort of reiterates for yourself why you're doing it as well so you can actually explain it Correct. to people who yeah. ask. So, yeah, I found that really useful as well. Yeah, the message got better and better with time. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, for everybody who's listening, people who have been doing Plastic Free July for the first time or if you're just interested in giving it a try next year and you want to just have a chat with people face to face uh, about their experiences there is a plastic free july celebration at the eco center this coming thursday the 3rd of august um, starting at 6 p.m so after work please come by uh, bring a, a plastic free plate <laughs> of food to share and uh, br bring your own drinks and come and join us and um, yeah surround yourself with other people who uh, who have been doing this challenge and see if you can pick up some tips and tricks for next year and um yeah come and hang out with us and and do this celebration because you know eff efforts like this need to be celebrated so uh, i hope to see you there dan are you going to uh, come to the eco center for some reason it's only now getting into my calendar so ah well yeah. just in time then <laughs> hopefully hopefully i will make it fantastic i'll and see you I'll there just say also you know i just am really looking forward to next july yeah great all right thank you very much for joining us dan you fun. Yeah, it was really great to have you on the show. And uh, I will see you hopefully on Thursday then. And thank you yep. very much, Gus, as Thanks well. And that's all we have time for today. Um, so, folks, please do come to the Plastic Free July celebration at the Eco Centre the 3rd of August at 6 p.m. And we will be putting a little Facebook thing on the Out of the Blue page as well that you can sign up. Um, so, thanks very much. And uh, next on is Sally with Out of the Pan. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.